All the ducks needed was Rico and Stoli to get their groove back like Stella. Hit me with it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by Stat Hero. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And this is once again brought to you by Stat Hero. It is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. All right, so let's get right into it. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day, or I guess in this case, your last listen, because this is a late night Friday episode. The reason it's a late night Friday episode, the Ducks had an early game today. It was an early game, and then I had some construction going on just outside the windows, maybe 20 minutes after the game ended, right when I was going to start recording, I was like, ah, come on, guys. Really, right now? If you were in SoCal and you experienced all these wind events we've been having, they had to cut down trees, do all that stuff. So it's it's been a tiring few days. So they had to do that, I guess. And then there was a goals game. Like, well, I may as well watch the goals game. And of course they won. So we will talk about the goals next week for sure. But we got to talk about the Ducks right now. On Wednesday night, they didn't look so hot. We didn't talk about Wednesday's game. And the less we talk about it, the better. They got swamped by the Colorado Avalanche 5-2. The less we talk about that game, the better. Because that was probably one of their worst games of the season. And one of Colorado's best games of the season. The Ducks were still not with... They didn't have Uncle Rico. Troy Terry was out for a few minutes. There was guys getting bumps and bruises left and right. So it was just a wash. That's all it was. It was a wash. And then enter Friday, the Ducks return to the Ponda against the lowly Ottawa Senators. Or half of the team is the Belleville Senators, essentially. Look, it counts as a win in the column. They are still an NHL team. They can field a team just because there's guys that are in the AHL or should be in the AHL does not mean you should take it easy on them. The Ducks got that message loud and clear, especially in the first period, because it was all Anaheim in the first period. They outshot Ottawa by a ton. They out-attempted them a lot. I showed that little heat map after the first period where the Ducks had everything in the slot and Ottawa had nothing. Zilch. Zero. Nada. And who got it started? None other than Isaac Lundestrom, right there along the crease. Kind of a messy goal. You know, as as long as you crash the net, good things can happen. That's fundamental hockey right there. So give credit to Ricky, Ricard Raquel, to Isaac Lundestrom, his fourth of the season. And then the second period happened. Things got a little bit crazy because Ottawa started shooting and shooting. And shooting some more. The Ducks forgot how to defense for about 10 minutes. Oh, and Ottawa also had a couple power plays in there. (sighs) The Ducks, once again, being undisciplined, allowing four power plays. 
But guess how many of those times that Ottawa scored on the power play? A big fat zero. And you know who stood on his freaking head? Anthony Stolarz. Yes, Stoli was in net finally. It was good to see him get some playing time because he'd only played one other game so far this season. And those first 10 minutes, he was making some quality saves left and right. Uh, One thing I do want to mention, Adam Henrique was also back from injury. He had been out for a couple of games. Ever since he left the game versus the Carolina Hurricanes, ever since then, Troy Terry has looked... Oh, not Carolina. I take that back. Oh, it was Carolina. Um, Troy Terry's looked a little bit lost out there. And it's not even just that, but it was like a couple games after. Terry tried to find some kind of groove with whatever new alignment he had, and it just was not working. That top line is Henrik Getzloff, Terry. Getzloff and Terry tried to do something there with Silverberg at times, and it just it just didn't work. We saw Raquel up for a couple of shifts, and that didn't work either. So the fact that we had Uncle Rico back was a big help for the Anaheim Ducks, and that was very evident in that second period, mainly because that's when we started seeing some good quality shots out of that line. Terry, Getzloff, Henrik, they all got quality attempts and were making some fantastic passes for grade A high danger chances. Now, only one did go in the net. None of them went in the net even strength for the entire game. But I will give that line credit for pushing the envelope, for keeping the action going, and keeping the puck in their offensive zone to prevent Ottawa from getting any scoring opportunities. So that line was fine. But the line that was really okay was the fourth line. And, oh boy, I I have to give a little bit of a quasi-shout-out, but also kind of troll bash a little bit to the guys at Locked On Senators. I, I love those guys. Those two are, they're really cool. They had a pre-game little preview of today's game. And they talked a little bit of crap. I mean, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. But they talked a little bit about Derek Grant. And I forgot if it was Ross or if it was Brandon that called Derek Grant the Elite 4C. I'm like, oh, dude, (laughs) you just poked the bear. Like, calling him the Elite 4C, you're asking for it. And what happened after that? Well, guess who scored the second goal of the game? The Elite 1C, sorry, the hashtag Elite 1C, Derek Grant, with his first goal of the season. See, if you're going to crap talk Derek Grant, that's what's going to happen. And it wasn't just the boys at Locked On Sense. There were a couple other people on Ducks Twitter saying, oh, Derek Grant, like, what's he going to do? We're going to, like, crap talk him today. Well, guess what? It was because of that. (laughs) He got his first of the season. That made it 2-0. And then the Ducks finally got a power play. And they came through on it. Troy Terry with his 13th goal of the season on the power play. Once again on the power play. 3-0 Ducks. Ricard Raquel closed things out, making it 4-0 Ducks in the third period. Raquel from Zegris and Milano. I will talk much more about that line after the first intermission. But I just want to talk about Derek Grant for another minute. He's always been 
an important player on the Ducks. His penalty killing is good. His face-off draws are usually very good. He's responsible in the neutral zone for what it's worth. And now he's finally got a goal, although um, it really could have been Sulferberg's goal because Derek Grant just kind of put it toward, just, ah, towards the net. And it bounced off of not one, but two Ottawa Senators. So yeah, they're channeling their inner Chris Phillips and having an own goal. Hey, how's that for a throwback? Channeling their own Chris Phillips, and that's what happens. Against the Senators, too. Hmm. Just like 2007 all over again, isn't it? Yeah, that was fun. We're going to talk a little bit more about that special line, Raquel Zegris Milano, after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, just like the Ducks did. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. But here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. We haven't seen this before. So, go to stathero.com slash hockey and sign up for free and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey once again for a 100% match. stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey, terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this late night edition of the Friday episode. Thank God it's Friday! And thank goodness the Ducks played the Ottawa Senators, who are now in last place in the entire National Hockey League. Because Arizona actually won some games. My goodness, maybe Arizona's not... No, they're bad. They're bad. I'm not going to finish that sentence because they are that bad. But let's talk about Ricard Raquel, Trevor Zegers, and Sonny Milano. That line was fantastic today. Woo! They had some high-quality, high-danger chances pretty much all afternoon long. The best one was by far that fourth goal of the game. Sonny Milano did a little bit of trickeration on his stick where there was a puck high in the air. It bounced off the ice and he kind of just played it to himself. Like he caught it out of midair, bounced it to the ground, passed it to himself kind of before passing it off to Trevor Zegras, who then passed it off to Ricard Raquel to score that goal. By the way, this is Ricard Raquel's sixth goal this season. This is his Third point in as many games since being back in the lineup. And Trevor Zegras, he's been on kind of a roll as well. Both Zegras and Milano have eight apples this season. But in the last maybe eight or so games, they've scored a point in nearly, nearly every game. Almost. I look at their play right now as 
being pretty optimal if it wasn't for the fact that Henrik Gesloff and Terry have been producing almost all the goals this season, then I would say, yeah, put Ricky, Trevor, and Sonny on that first line. But we know where the bread is buttered. Troy Terry has been amazing. Adam Henrik has been great. Ryan Getzloff, he has gone on another level. He's rejuvenated. But we need to talk about Ricard Raquel coming back ever since he's been back on the lineup. That line has gelled perfectly. Perfectly. And I got to give it up to Raquel for fighting through the injury and coming back as strong as he has. And looking at the hockey stack cards, which you can find at hockey stack cards, uh, Ricard Raquel was almost the leading game scorer with 2.64. Trevor Zegras, 2.02. Sonny Milano, 1.57. The other two guys that were better than Sonny Milano as far as skaters were, was concerned, the elite one seed, Derek Grant, and Jamie Drysdale, who, by the way, saved a potential goal from happening, laying his body out, I thought Jamie played tremendous defense on this afternoon's game. He was fantastic. He had the active stick going. He was actually bodying up a little bit and clogging up lanes. With his skating ability, he can do that. With his hockey IQ and with his long stick, he can disturb his opponents like nobody's business. So just got to give it up to all the kids. Zegris, Milano, Drysdale... Let the kids play. That's what I say. Some final stats on this one. The Ducks were outshot in this one, 34-33. Power play. Sens were 0-4. for 4. The Ducks were 1-3, for 3, improving their power play percentage. They're still hovering at around 27-28%. They're still in the top 10 in the league as far as power play is concerned. It is still... Still fantastic, especially right now. And looking at the standings, guess what? The Ducks are back in third place in the Pacific Division. Just ahead of them are the Edmonton Oilers. And how about the Calgary Flames? First place. Way to go, Calgary. This is going to be a true test of the Ducks coming up. They have Toronto, the Leaf Blowers, over the weekend. And then we've got kind of an up-and-down mishmash of games. Some pretty decent teams coming up. And we will talk about that throughout the week. Actually, I'm going to talk about that at the very end of this podcast. But I think the Ducks will be tested. The fact that they're still kind of in a playoff chase a fourth of the way into the season, this is a good sign. In a season that was supposed to be a rebuilding year, in a season where the Ducks were supposed to be possibly last in the Pacific, they're right there. They are in the Pacific Division hunt for a playoff spot. I'm excited about it. All Ducks fans should be excited about it. And you know who is excited about it? The Ducks social team. Because they finally did the thing. They finally got the supreme victory on there. I love it. Best time ever. Where Duck Social decided, you know what? We're going to make this happen. Supreme victory. Play the song. Get the duck going. But put it on Wild Wing. This duck is very, very happy. Alright, we are going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. 
www.ghostbusters.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and, of course, the one place that we trust. And I bet we are all stuffed from all that Thanksgiving food. And you know what? The NFL schedule is stuffed right now. And so was today's NHL schedule. And so is the NBA. We are stuffed with all kinds of great lines for the futures, like who's going to win the Stanley Cup, among others. Head over to betonline.ag right now and use promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, promo code Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and once again, it is a late night Friday, probably early morning Saturday by the time you guys listen to this, but I just want to say thank you all for making this your first listen, probably your first listen of the weekend. We are talking about the last Ducks game, and we got to talk about the man of the hour. I've Save the best for last, or at least in my opinion, the best for last. Because we could talk about the Raquel, Zegris, Milano line all we want. We could talk about Troy Terry making his comeback to scoring. We could talk about the elite one seed. No, I leave the best for last in this particular case. Because Anthony Stolarz got his first shutout of the season. His first shutout since beating the San Jose Sharks at the Shark Tank last season. That was eight months ago? Yeah. Eight months since Anthony Stolarz got that terrific shutout against the Sharks and almost got back-to-back shutouts last season. In this particular game, Anthony Stolarz stopped all 34 shots. He wasn't tested early on, but in the second period, and especially the third period, He had some magnificent saves and was saved by the iron on at least a couple of occasions. But Stolarz was the star of stars, the deserving first star. And honestly, this is a great story in the league. You talk about a guy who has kind of moved on a little bit, had his little gritty mask with Philadelphia a few years back, came to the Anaheim organization, played most of a couple seasons with the San Diego Goals and proved himself to be a very capable goaltender in San Diego. Last season, he was pretty much stuck in the taxi squad for the better part of last season. Now with Ryan Miller retired, Anthony Stolarz can show his stuff as a very capable backup goaltender to John Gibson. And he really showed why on Friday afternoon's game. He was spectacular. Once again, 34 stops. All of them of great quality. So far this season, he's only played five games. I think he could play a little bit more. He's 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. His save percentage is a sterling 930. His goals against is 239. Ever since coming to the Anaheim Ducks, his numbers have improved steadily. Or rather, Once he's come to the Anaheim organization, when he came over from Edmonton, 
he was stuck in San Diego because the Ducks already had Gibson. They already had Miller. They didn't have room for Stoli. So Stolarz spent his days down with the goals, and they were great games. He had some terrific, terrific games down in San Diego. One of the nicest guys you will ever meet. So far in 14 games with the Ducks, he's got a save percentage of 929, only a 226 goals against average with the Anaheim Ducks. I'd say that's pretty darn good for being a backup goaltender, and he is worth every penny. I would like to see him start a few more games. And looking at the upcoming schedule, and the reason I saved that for last is because coming up, there are some pretty interesting games. This coming Sunday, the Leaf Blowers come to town. Toronto Maple Leafs at the Anaheim Ducks. That's a 5 o'clock start on Sunday. Then Tuesday at Staples Center to take on the Los Angeles Kings. And then the following day, Vegas comes to town. Those dorks are coming in. They're coming in pretty hot. And then next Friday, the Calgary Flames. Remember how I said that this would be kind of a test? This is very much a test. Vegas is on the upswing. Calgary is first in the division. Toronto's looking really good. The Los Angeles Kings, we, we still don't know about the Kings. They're still very injured. So the Ducks could beat the Kings. As far as the other three opponents, I would be... I would be okay if the Ducks won one of those games. I'd be thrilled if they won two of those games. So in the next four games, I would suspect that Anthony Stolarz will probably start against the Los Angeles Kings because it is a back-to-back. The Kings are on Tuesday night. The Knights are on Wednesday night. So I suspect that Stolarz, if I had to guess, I would guess that Stoli would start on the Tuesday game at Staples Center. And then after that, they got that long road trip of five-gamer. They got a couple back-to-backs at Washington, at Buffalo as a back-to-back. I would guess Stoli would start against Buffalo, and then Columbus, and then back-to-backs at Pittsburgh, at St. Louis. And if I was going to guess, just for the fun of it, no, actually no, Gibby's going to start at Pittsburgh. John Gibson is from that area. Gibby's going to play the Penguins and then I would expect Stolarz to start against the Blues. So I'm going to guess three starts in the next couple of weeks. So my predictions, he plays the Kings, the Sabres, and the Blues. So we'll see how Anthony can handle all this. I'm sorry, Tony Stolarz, as a colleague would say. No, it is Anthony freaking Stolarz. He is that good. He is not Stoli, the goalie for nothing. All right, uh, we're going to wrap up right now. Uh, Before I do, I just want to remind you that there will not be a show on Monday. Um, Getting a booster. Well, getting boosted in more ways than one. You'll see when we come back on Tuesday's podcast. And that Tuesday night, it is a Kings versus Ducks games. So you you already know who's going to come on the podcast when we come back on Tuesday. And I will have my three stars of the week on Tuesday. Monday will be a day off. It's a holiday weekend. I mean, even though I'm not really working at the moment for this weekend, you know, getting the, getting the booster. But a few other changes will be coming starting next Tuesday. So, yeah, just some, some little minor changes. 
but they will be good ones for sure. All right. Uh, don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, the Odyssey app. There's Podbean. There's a plethora of other podcasting apps. So make sure to check out Locked On Ducks on any of them. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And if you want to drop me an email, my email is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for your continued support. I am greatly appreciative of it all. So thank you all so very much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.